Welcome to the Andrew Young School Podcast, where each month we interview a member of the Andrew Young School community who embodies the school's charge to think ahead and innovate in the fields of criminal justice, economics, public policy and management, social work, and urban studies. On this episode, we'll speak to Enid Mascon, a Georgia State alumna, wife of Professor Mike Mascon, and a major supporter of the Andrew Young School. Enid received her Master's of Urban Studies and a graduate certificate in gerontology from Georgia State University in 1985. All of her children and many of her grandchildren have also attended GSU. In memory of their daughter, the late Nance Lou Mescon, Enid and her husband Mike formed the Nance Lou Mescon Scholarship for undergraduate students interested in research in the area of eating disorders. Enid's husband Mike Mescon was the dean of the Robinson College of Business and was instrumental in the founding of the Andrew Young School. Mescon created what would become the Bernard B. and Eugenia A. Ramsey Chair of Private Enterprise, now housed in the Department of Economics at Georgia State University's Andrew Young School of Policy Studies. After his retirement, Mescon co-founded and taught the Andrew Young School's popular course on policy leadership. So, Enid, thank you for uh, inviting us into your home and sitting down with us this morning. You've had a long history with the Andrew Young School at Georgia State. Where did your passion for all of this begin? Well, my husband was with Georgia State for so many years, and uh, I got involved through him, of course, and uh, then they had a program one time at the Rialto, and they talked about what they do with, uh, you know, the, the funds that come in, and uh, that just triggered me. I, th- I thought that was a wonderful thing because so many of the students have not had uh, good experiences after they get out of school and so forth. So that's what triggered me that particular night. And um, I've been happy with it ever since. And you have a lot of highly educated people and people working in education in your family. Has education always been a big priority for the Mescons? It has been because, um, first of all, we were all depression kids, (laughs) and a lot of people never had a chance to get a master's or or go ahead with their um, programming. And uh, so it's been wonderful to see this grow, and uh, the students, uh, I've met some of the students that we've uh, given scholarships to, and they've been wonderful. Just, I was very impressed with them. So um, that, that's how it all started, that night at the Rialto. <laughs> We're glad to bring that joy. And I know that uh, your husband, Mike, brought just tons of joy to Georgia State in his time there. He was beloved by other faculty, by the students, by the staff on campus, and really the Atlanta business community as a whole. What do you think it was about him that just resonated so well with those communities? He was just a good guy, very honorable. He did what he said he was going to do. And uh, the business community appreciated his being an in-between person between Georgia State and the outside world. (laughs) And... uh, I don't know. He was just very friendly and very warm, and he took a big interest in the students. I mean, we still hear from the students. 
one of the students um, came from Africa, and he he uh, Mike was his mentor, and we still hear from him. And he comes over. He came over to visit Mike, you know, when he was sick, and um, he just was very close to the students, and they all appreciated that, I guess. So what I know about him, but uh, it's interesting what the faculty and the students thought about him. So um, that was that was the beginning of, I mean, he was at Georgia State since he graduated, and uh, he, he loved Georgia State. And I, I loved it, too, because we used to have our kids, he'd go on Sunday to do catch up on some work, and I could see, still see the kids running up and down the stairway in the old buildings, you know, those ramps. So we just all had a special love affair with Georgia State. I never had the opportunity to have class with Mike, but I've heard a lot about his classes, that he had a very particular way of teaching. Yes, he did. And he, um, when he set his goals in the classroom, he, they just, uh, you know, he was very strict about it, coming in on time and everything. And uh, one of the parents called one day and said, uh, are you the professor that won't let them in after after hours, he said yes. She told him as she's a, a parent and she paid for all that. And he said, you know, that's just the way it is in the real world. If you're late, you're out. <laughs> and uh, I think they they agreed with his policies because he said, you know, if if you're late, then you can't be a, a real manager. You have to be on time and do what's best for your students. You want them to be able to uh, perform anywhere in the world today. So but this particular parent said, are you the professor that, you know, won't let them in after hours? He said, yes. And she said, I've been looking for you. He said, I've been looking for you. You're not paying enough or something to that effect. And they all got a good laugh out of that. And the, and the student came in on time after that. <laughs> so you talked about um, him working as a liaison between the outside world and Georgia State. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious how you think his relationships with the business community and your family's larger relationships with the city of Atlanta influenced how you've interacted with Georgia State. Yeah. Well... It was love at first sight, I guess. It was his first job out of the Army. And we just, we couldn't believe it, you know. <laughs> and uh, so he, we went from there. We kept going on with Georgia State. And uh, then he became dean of the business school and uh, just did everything he could to raise money for the school. He started all these programs, and uh, the community really appreciated it and and chipped in for it. And uh, that was how it all happened. So after his time at the business school, he was instrumental in the founding of the Andrew Young School. 
can you talk to us a little bit about how your family got involved with the founding of the school and uh, what inspired all of your work with us? We tried different programs, like bringing in professors that nobody thought would come to Georgia State, and he he was really uh, active in getting them into Georgia State. And uh, one professor particularly used to tell me that Mike would send his wife, the, the professor's wife, flowers, and that convinced her that he, he ought to go to, to Georgia State, the professor ought to. And he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of them are still there. So it's been a, a very good relationship with the school. And what what drove all of that? Was there something in him that just he knew we needed a policy school in, in particular, or was it the general love of the school, the university? Well, I'm not sure about all that. I tried to stay out of a lot of it, but um, he, um, he did start the schools and different uh, chairs there, and uh, they just had a, a good relationship with the students, the faculty, and uh, he loved the students. And people would say, Dr. Miskin, will you talk to my children? And he said, will you talk to mine? <laughs> and so that's, that's the rapport they had. And during this time, you were still on campus a fair amount as well. This yes. was when you were working on your degree? Yes. Yes, I was working on my degree. And uh, it was just a very happy time for all of us. And my kids all went part-time to Georgia State and then went on to different universities. But um, we just never thought anything about it. That's the way it was, you know. (laughs) You just, especially a lot of uh, Jewish families didn't have access to the colleges and so forth. And so he tried to, you know, blend them together. And they, they did work out. And now I think there's a big number of Jewish students at Georgia State. And what do you remember about your time as a student? Oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> I, I took classes in, in the summer, and you never knew uh, what you were going to run into. Like Sometimes the class didn't end until after 11 o'clock, and you didn't. And then the building the expressway that it dates us, of course, but um, you didn't know which way you were going to be directed to go home, and uh, it was it was all very good. Uh, the um, the the students were wonderful. I I took these uh, night classes with people who were professional people, but getting their degree and uh, their advanced degree. And one lady told me, she said she had five children. She was a nurse. And she said, every time I go to the store, I think we're going to need syrup. So she said, uh, I found when I went through my closet, I had five bottles of syrup in, in the cabinet. So everybody just took a toll. You know, they did what they had to do. Went to school half the day and 
uh, and at night, most of the night, and the families all pitched in and helped. And it was very rewarding to see all that. And so after you finished your degree and some of your children started going to Georgia State, was this kind of the beginning of your feeling that you wanted to give back, that you wanted to make sure that other people had the opportunity to have the experience that yeah, you did? Yeah, that, that was pretty much it. That night at the Rialto when they just showed all the students and what they had done and where they were going, I just was taken with the whole idea. I think a lot of people um, finish their degree wherever they go, not just to Georgia State, and they kind of lose track of that chapter of life afterwards, yeah. right? They graduate and then they kind of go away, and maybe they come back for homecoming. Yeah. But I get the sense that Georgia State has been this constant throughout the, your life and the life of your family. I'm curious if you were meeting with a young alum who maybe just graduated like a year ago, what would you say to them to try and keep them engaged? I would tell them all the benefits and tell them they won't be sorry and just hang in there. <laughs> so much of you know our relationship with education is kind of making sure that knowledge gets passed down and that the experience we had or better is available to those that come after us. And that seems to be kind of the lasting legacy of your family. How important do you think that is, particularly moving into the 2020s next year? Well, I think it's wonderful, and I certainly encourage the uh, young graduates to hang in there, really, because they won't be sorry. And they'll certainly be proud of what's going on at Georgia State right now. I, I'm very positive, and they, most everybody knows that I'm very positive about Georgia State. What are you most excited about for Georgia State right now? The, just the way it's growing and uh, what they're trying to build, you know, different things, spinoffs and different things that students need to know about and that maybe that way they would stay in touch thinking about their own children going there someday but um, it's uh, it was a very very good experience for me and the family and I could still see the kids running up and down the ramp <laughs> as little kids and uh I don't know. It's just been a part of our life. My goodness, we've been involved for so many years. But uh, it's been very worthwhile. So you mentioned your children being there as little, little kids. Um, Can you talk a little bit about what it was like when they were there when they were older? Because I know some of them went to Georgia State. Yeah, they did. Um, they, They were all happy there. And they went their own way, their own uh, subject matter that they picked what they wanted. And one, what my son used to be on uh, radio with Georgia State. And uh, Tim, I think Tim took some classes there as well. He was the oldest one. And every, everybody was very satisfied with what they were doing. And uh, I can't think of anything we had, the troubles that we had there. 
Except the parking, maybe. <laughs> That's true of every part of Atlanta, I right. suppose. Right. Um, but I understand that you all used to spend a lot of time on campus together, and you would go down to campus, either you and Mike or you and the kids, and it was kind of a family affair. We'd pick him up. He had late classes, and we had one car. So we used to pile all the kids in the car and go down and wait outside the fountain for him to get out of class that night. And being that he loved the students and loved to talk to them and everything, we were usually very late coming home. But um, it, it all worked out when we were uh, met so many interesting people. And he brought so many interesting people to Georgia State to speak and, and lecture and different things. And uh, everybody, I don't know, like you say, everybody liked him, me especially, <laughs> and uh, it just went well, and he loved the school. Can you think of the most surprising uh, event that happened, whether that's somebody he brought to campus or uh, some development of his time at Georgia State? Was there anything where you sat back and thought, I just can't believe that we're sitting here doing this right now? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was some of the guest speakers that he brought in that were so interesting. I got to meet all these interesting people, and it was very nice, nice for me, and uh, nice for the school to be able to bring in these people. But he worked hard raising money for the school, and uh, he was successful at that. And I mean, it was just happening every day, you know. We, we didn't think anything about it. But he started the lecture series for the business community. and Just everything he touched did well. So I'm proud of him. And so then after uh, Mike got sick, I know you looked into creating a chair in his name. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came about? Well, we wanted to do something. We had given a scholarship for our, in honor of our daughter, memory of our daughter, and that went well. I met most of the uh, people that received the, the scholarship, and um, every, you know, we tried our best to do the best we could, trying to think of uh, different. Well, he started a lot of programs with the business community and different things in the college. And um, it, all, it all just went well. And I, I never thought about, I mean, I wanted to do something to honor his memory. And we had a little family discussion. And luckily, my son knows a lot about college life. And um, so he came up with the idea of what we should do. And that's what we did. And we're proud to be able to do it. The kids all love to come, you know, go to the programs, go to the dinners and different things. Mm -hmm. And uh, just enjoyed our relationship with the school for so many years. And so you mentioned that you've met with some of the students that have received scholarships, and you've met with some of the faculty who have received funding. How do you feel when you 
meet the people who have been directly impacted by the gifts that your family's given. I just love meeting them. One lady brought her children to the program, and uh, she was she was the first one in her family that um, finished college, and that and she was so proud, and her children were so proud of her. And I guess they continue on, you know, generation to generation. It's, the school has grown so much. So everybody talks highly of the programs. And uh, that's, that's the best word of, word of mouth is the best thing to appreciate. So, um, so I want to look to the future. I want to think about where we're heading. And I just saw some beautiful photos of you with your grandchildren. Yeah. And great-grandchildren. And great-grandchildren. Yeah. Um, are you hoping that some of them go to Georgia State? Oh, yes. Absolutely. All the students that, you know, I've known over the years have loved being there and loved it a little less during exam time. But anyhow, I hope that they will continue going there. You're not going to twist their arms and make them, though. Oh, no. No, we never did. We never made them go anyplace. <laughs> if you knew my children, you knew we couldn't make them go do what they w- didn't want to do. But, um, and yeah. It, but they all wanted to go. They all wanted to they go to Georgia State. spent some time there. And my daughter took classes there. And uh, everybody was, you know, pleased with what they'd learned. And uh, now I have my uh, two grandchildren, both graduates of the law school. And um, I don't know, they just automatically went there. She came, my daughter-in-law came from Michigan or someplace to, to go to Georgia State. So must have heard good things about it. But um, I, have, I have no regrets about anything that we've done. And hopefully someday we can do more. And that's actually the next thing I wanted to ask you about. So I know a lot of folks are making decisions about where they want to give or how they want to give or even if they can give. And as a family who's been just so generous um, to Georgia State and to other causes, what would you say to folks who are maybe considering giving? What is the importance of that? How do you make that decision? Well, these these students that are attending now are really the future for Atlanta and other places. And um, I think that's a very good recommendation for the kids to continue the the line of uh, years going to college. I used to go to all the graduations, and uh, I sat with a family that had never had anybody go to college. They, their child was graduating, and they were crying, and I was crying, and so it was it was very nice, warm. I was proud of their child, and I'm sure that child is doing well. I'm almost positive that uh, she is. But uh, that, uh, you know, I never think about the things like this. They just you do what you want to do, and I never think about you know, the consequences of 
them not going to college, you know, for a Jewish family, going to college was really a privilege. And um, that's the way I, I always felt about education. And they all did well. My son's in, living in Amsterdam now working for the, um, a college uh, that encourages master degree and trying to bring in students from all over the world. And he has been in some fabulous places. He's been very fortunate to be able to do that. And uh, so, that, I mean, I don't know anything to tell you that you don't know already. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's been a good experience, family, for other family and everybody. And he's doing a good job with what he's doing now. Two sons, his two sons, went to Georgia State, and one got a, a master's in business, and one, uh, and my daughter-in-law and my um, and her her son all went to Georgia State. They were all graduates. That's incredible. Yeah, it is. And that was with no encouragement from any of us. They did what they wanted to do. So proud of them. I think when a lot of people hear a word like philanthropy or they think about, you know, giving or philanthropy or fundraising, they, they think that that's, you know, it's too big of a burden. It's too much of an ask that it's for other people. Yeah. And I'm curious what your thought on that is. Do you feel like any gift can make a difference? Do you feel like it's incumbent oh, on all of us? After I gave these scholarships and met these people that, were, that received the scholarships, they were just thrilled and they, they just bubbled. <laughs> so um, I'm proud of them too, getting that. And I love the, um, the, the evening where they honor the honored students and uh, where they're all from and what their background is. It's just amazing to me. And they all seem to be doing well, thankfully. <laughs> I mean, you can't ask for a better investment than that, no, right? I don't think so. I mean, if it's not your child, it's somebody else that you're going to be proud of one day. So I think yeah, that they're doing the right thing the right way, raising the money. Well, Enid, I want to thank you so much for inviting us into your home and taking the time to talk to us this morning. And that you've done for the Andrew Young School and for Georgia State as a whole. Just thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. For more information about how you can join Enid Mescon in supporting the Andrew Young School, visit us online at giving.gsu.edu. The Andrew Young School podcast is produced and edited by Taylor Olmsted with production assistance from Jennifer Giratano and Amanda Pouchet. Our executive producer is Avani Raval. We are a production of Georgia State University's Andrew Young School of Policy Studies, located in downtown Atlanta, Georgia. To learn more about the Andrew Young School, visit us online at aysps.gsu.edu or follow us on social media at aysps.gsu. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to leave a review for us in your podcast app of choice, and we'll be back next month interviewing another thought leader from the Andrew Young School. 